Hey guys, it's Brooke Eagle, and we are back with another episode of the Forsyth Mags podcast. And today I have Joy Nelson with Lead Girls of NC with me. Hey, Joy. Hey, Brooke. How are you? I am so good. How are you doing? I am good. Well, I'm so excited to have you on because Lead Girls has always been kind of near and dear to my heart. And it's been so fun watching this nonprofit grow over the last few years. I think I, or no, I know I definitely met you through professional women in Winston-Salem, like right when you started this, mm-hmm. about five years ago, right? Yep, yep. five yeah. years ago. So bef- I want to do some fun little get-to-know-you questions, but I just want you to tell people a brief overview of what Lead Girls of NC is um, and kind of what this nonprofit does for our community. Yeah, so um, first, uh, so you know, I'm married now, so it's Thomas. And oh, husband, I'm so sorry. My husband will get me big time. <laughs> um, so Lead Girls is change a girl, change a community, change the world. We truly believe in leadership, development, communication skills, self-awareness. Um, you know, what I think what we're doing for this community is, you know, giving girls the opportunity to be the, the best version of themselves. Um, and oftentimes, you know, girls are falling through the cracks and, you know, schools are overwhelmed, counselors are can only do but so much so I mean we I believe we are uh, a partnership to the school and to to girls um, so they can dream and and really just do anything that they want to do and know that they now have this toolbox full of all these skills that they can use for a lifetime oh I love that so much that is like it's just so needed in any community but especially here in Winston-Salem and I'm so glad that you took it on because it's overwhelming I'm sure to start a nonprofit and it just feels feels like a big process but you have been doing such an amazing job thank you it is it is and I you know I always say it it being a coach for the small business center um you know you can do anything you can do anything but it does take a lot of resilience Mm -hmm. um you know you get a lot of no's um when you first Uh start and you get a lot of questions but you just have to keep uh, persevering and pushing through yeah Awesome. Okay, well, let's get to know Joy a little bit. We have some some fun questions. We have our pod deck here that I've been shuffling and I'm doing a poor job of shuffling. All right. How much would someone have to pay you to eat a live spider? <laughs> no, I'm gonna tell you, I am one of those people. I call my husband for every bug. <laughs> Literally, I'm like taking pictures. Like, you see that bug on the wall? Can you uh, come home? Can you co- can you come upstairs? Um, so I don't know. Yeah, it's gonna have to be in the millions. Um, I'm with be, you. It's gonna have to be something that's a game changer. And I mean, on the high end millions. I mean, close to billions for me to eat Ooh, that spider. I hear you. Me too. If you were stranded on a desert island and you could choose one person to keep you company. Who would it be? Oh, you know, now that I have my um, baby boy, who is, you know, obviously one <laughs> uh, years old, he he would have to go with me. Oh, I mean, he, yeah. He keeps me so busy. I got um, to see a picture of him before you leave. Oh, I will be <laughs> glad to show you. Okay. What about one animal? Oh, man. Or like type of animal. So I would say probably... Um, Honestly, probably a dog. Um, you know, they're so loyal. Good companion. Um, good companion. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say a dog. I like that. What is something you get wrong almost every time you do it? That's a hard one. Oh, that is a hard <laughs> one. Oh, goodness. Um, it would probably be something with technology and the TV <laughs> or the remote because we have all these uh, different apps on the TV. And my husband's like... 
like Joy, you know how to do that. We've done, you've done that before. Do you so. have, do you have like three remote controls? That's what gets me. I'm like, oh. Yeah, we do. We do. And so a lot of times I'm like, how do you do this? How do you do that again? And he's like, Joy, come on. Now. You've done that. We've, you've already done this. You know how to and do And you're that. like, yeah, but you can do it for me. So. Exactly. Yeah, that would be it. That's exciting. I like it. Well, Okay, so tell us a little bit about what Lead Girls has in the works right now. I know that there is an event coming up in May. There is. So we're really excited. Um, so the Lead-A-Thon is something. This is actually the second year oh, okay. of us doing the Lead-A-Thon. Um, it actually was spearheaded out of a women's resource group out of Reynolds American, mm-hmm. um, who was really committed to lead last year, women in leadership and uh, girls in leadership. And so um, they did something internal. Um, and so now we have one of uh, their employees, and she's also on our board of directors. Um, you know, we thought, wow, we had such great results, and people were really excited about it. Could we do something like this and let it be something that is a lead event? And so, um, you know, we, we came up with the idea, let's do it. Let's do this lead-a-thon, um, like kind of a virtual 5K, but just really encouraging people to move for her, move for our girls, Um and so it's just been um, it's been interesting as we continue to develop it. It is supposed to take place May first through the eighth. So that whole week you have all week to move for girls. Um, we have um, three different levels. You can register as an individual, a family of four, or you can also add additional members. You will receive your lead um, leadathon T-shirt, and we're just encouraging people to build those teams and move for our girls. Yeah. So what kind, I'm sure you've had them, but what kind of COVID struggles have you had with this nonprofit and how have you overcome them and pivoted and made changes? Yeah, I would say the first thing was um, with our program being in school. So we have two different, I would say same program, two different models. We mm-hmm. have the community base, which happens on Saturdays. And we also have the in-school program, which happens during school days. Well, when school closed, uh, that left us to think, how do we continue to serve our girls? Because this was a critical time for them. And so um, we had to pivot. Um, and we spent a lot of time with some of our girls asking, okay, what do you think about this? What would you like to see in this virtual world? Um, and so it's been interesting. We spent we spent probably about uh, two months really trying to figure out which programs and sessions could we take to the online platform that would be effective Mm -hmm. um, and still be able to captivate the girls and keep them interested and and, and still allow them to learn. Um, And so we spent time doing that focus groups and we, we pivoted and, and, and moved everything to the virtual world. You know, has it, has it come with challenges? Absolutely. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we actually had to do our big expo online, uh, virtual, which was in person last year. So we had 83 girls and 20 parents. Um, Last year we had 100 and, well, the year before we had, what, 150, close to 150. Wow. So it's, I mean, you know, the thing is, it really is in a situation like this, you have to pivot. I mean, you know, we had funders shift their initiatives and then we had some Mm. stay really strong and true to girls and children and um, in, in our program. So, you know, it came with the good and the bads and, you know, we just tried to make sure that we stayed strong and, and steady for our families and our girls. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about the two different programs that you offer. What is kind of some highlights of the curriculum that 
you touch base on yeah so the the community and in school are the same same oh, curriculum. Okay. Okay. um now we'll say we had started a pilot two years ago where it was leadership and literacy intertwined mm-hmm. so how do you connect literacy um where you you provide culturally re- relevant texts um for girls to see but also texts that allow girls to take what they're learning and lead and now see it in in reality so like a good example is we may have a book that young leaders and I'm I'm just thinking of a book off the top of, off the top of my head um, we'll have something like that but then we're already talking about leadership so now they can actually see see this in real text and and they can talk through it and and, and they get that chance to see um, to really navigate culturally relevant um, texts and so um, we have that that we're still working and working through like what does that look like for our girls the leadership piece because whether we believe it or not Brooke all our community has some real challenges. Um, you know, a lot of people don't realize, but when they say that kids are not proficient and, you know, pipelines to prison are being built that for kids, you know, after third grade, that's serious. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I think about we had a cohort of about 50, 51 girls, and there may have been three that were proficient. And, I mean, wow. like, we had first grade reading level, third grade, and these were sixth, seventh, and eighth grade girls. Wow. So we, we have some real challenges at hand in this in our county what um what schools are you guys in so currently we uh, partner with winston-salem prep wiley middle school mineral springs middle school we actually have launched um two pilot programs one in cook literacy model school with elementary fourth and fifth grade girls okay um and then we're we're working on a a possible four-year pilot at carver high school just to see um what that looks like um and that's going to be a pretty robust kind of program following a group of girls all the way through in high school Mm -hmm. yeah in high school yeah that's very exciting so does a success story come to mind that that you want to share Oh, there's so many. Um, but I think I think the one um, that always comes to me, especially with the pandemic, we recently had a young lady come and say, you know, lead helped me get through this pandemic when it was so hard for me. Um, and I think about, you know, we've had girls that come and say, um, I'm going to drop out of school when I get 16. Um, and to see that they continue on. And now in high school, that's Mm. You know, that is a success. I mean, and, you know, we collect a lot of data. So everything that we're doing is evidence-based. And so just seeing, like, you know, we had at one point girls, it was 48% felt like they now felt comfortable saying no. That's uh, huge. Wow. When they typically say yes, now they feel comfortable saying no in certain situations. And to me, that's a, that's life-changing. That's a game-changing Absolutely. For for women and girls. That's amazing. So you're primarily in the middle school age group right now. But it's exciting that you're, you know, expanding to the elementary and high school to really follow these girls all the way through. Um, but that middle school age, man, that's a tough age. It is. So that's a good, I think that's a great time to, a great place to start and a great place to, to get involved. Yeah, it is. And I think, you know, over the past five years, um, one thing that's been really important to me um, as the founder and ED is just to, to make sure that we're sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the organization is stabilized in a way that, you know, we know 
it works. We know it works in middle school. We've seen that. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, but what is our bigger footprint here in Forsyth County? Do we start earlier? Do we, you know, do we change the pipeline, you know, and start by by starting earlier? Or do we start, you know, do we follow girls on? So it's going to be interesting over the next couple of years what we see from the data and, you know, what decision. We have an amazing board of directors that, um, are really committed and so we will you know continue to navigate and figure out what leads bigger footprint is I love that and you're at that five-year mark so you have seen girls from middle school to probably almost finishing high school at this point we have yeah. we recently just celebrated five years and we had um one girl who has been with us I remember like she started with me because at one point Brooke I was everything I was the ED the yeah. program person uh she started me and it was like six girls and she's been with me since and oh. she, ten, she's accepted into 10 colleges wow Oh, that's amazing. It saddens me. I'm not going to call out the school that she really wanted to go to that did not accept her. And she's, I mean, she's a, a, chief, a high achiever and they didn't accept her yet. Uh, um, but she's uh, she's committed to possibly two that she really may go to. But she had another one in mind that hasn't accepted her yet. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, you're making such a difference in these girls' lives. And it's just, I'm so proud to like watch the process from the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have volunteer opportunities for, you know, local women who might be interested in helping out your nonprofit? Absolutely. Um, so I will say we will find somewhere for you to volunteer. I, I think the one thing is I've tried to make sure volunteers, it's mutually beneficial. You you know, when you come and you volunteer, we want you to feel good about it too. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have, I mean, we have committees, you know, we have an expo. Um, recently the board has kind of changed the committees to action teams. Um, so we have the soiree, the expo that's coming up in October. Um, you know, we have this lead-a-thon, so we're always looking for that, but then even the the programs like the school programs like we're we're still navigating like do we build out a database of women who are reading the books to the girls the elementary school because you know believe it or not we may think oh reading everybody reads to their children sometimes that's not the case Mm -hmm. um so we're really navigating post-covid what volunteerism looks like through lead yeah Um, so we're modifying our application and so we're hopeful by at least august um, once school comes back, that we will have an, a better understanding of what that will look like for volunteers. But I just say, you know, reach out to us. Uh, let's have that conversation and figure out how we can get you connected. How can you, how can people reach out to Lead Girls? Um, so our website is www.leadgirls.org. Um, and on that website, you can find any and everything. Um, there's also a tab that says get involved. Um, the Lead-a-thon tab is there as well. And, um, or you can even uh, email info at leegirls.org. I love that there's opportunities potentially, hopefully, for uh, volunteering in the schools because I have an education degree and I'm obviously not using that, but it would be fun to get back in the in the school world to some degree and, and we it, would love that and maybe yeah. we could even have you do something like with the expo with the girls and podcasters I mean like I think there's just so many opportunities yeah yeah I love that um so tell us about the the soiree that's in the fall uh so we have the expo Okay. So the expo is an all girls day, a one day, all day event for girls. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the only event that we do that I would say is really two generational. So we have the parents and the girls. So um, when we were in person, like the year before we had it at Salem College, the girls went through five amazing workshops uh-huh. um, that were led by uh, professional women in companies. So we had sawtooth decision making with the use of arts. Um, I mean, we, we, we try to really think about what girls need. Last year was all about grit. 
Um, this year we're thinking about, and I won't give too much away, but a passport and a lot of moving. Ooh. Um, so definitely. We, I'm sure people we, are ready to pull all those passports. <laughs> I know. That's and a so good the one. girls will get their, their, their lead passport. Uh-huh. And so we're really excited about that and hope, hopeful that we'll be able to do it maybe outside, uh, um, in person um, will be what we're we're hoping to do. That would be awesome. And so it will be October 9th. Okay. Um, and we will you will start to see information come out about that as well. Very exciting. So if you're interested in applying to be a lead girl, what does that process look like? Uh, so you can go right on our website. We uh, we have tried to move everything to web, and if you don't have access, I, obviously we're happy to mail something out. Um, mm-hmm. But you can get right on, and um, there's a tab that talks about the different programs, and you can apply right from there. Um, that application then goes to our program, um, our director of programs, and she works with the facilitators. You'll receive a call. You get your leader box. Um, that was another thing that we incorporated was uh, leader box when the pandemic hit because we wanted to eliminate the barriers of girls saying, I don't have the materials. Mm. Oh, you'll get the materials. You'll get everything you need. We got you covered. Box. We got you covered. That's all right. Uh, you'll get everything you need in that leader box. So they'll receive that box and they get to start on um, working and being a part of the program. Awesome. So what is your vision? I think I have an idea of what it may be, but what's your, your vision for lead girls over the next five, 10 plus years? Oh, man. You know, that's something that a lot of people ask. Uh, I have so many. uh, I have I have a few different ideas. Um, You know, I would really love um, lead to be a robust academy at some point for girls. I think that's something that we need here in our community. Um, You know, I. I don't know. I mean, maybe lead will be a school. Maybe lead will, you know, work with girls from fourth all the way until high school. Mm -hmm. Um, But the one thing is I want when girls leave out of here that um, we're changing the data. You know, we're changing the trajectory of these girls' lives. We are um, really working to to challenge poverty and and systems. And um, and so that's what I'm committed to is really changing the data here in Forsyth County for our girls. Yeah. I love that. So we're kind of working backwards here, but what, going back to like, why, what gate, what put this in your head? What made you say, okay, I am starting this nonprofit and five years later, here we are. But what, what started that process? So I would say it was kind of twofold for me. Um, It really started when I was actually graduating. I was a a junior in, in, in college. I started raising a friend of the family daughter. Um, and she was eighth grade. I raised her from eighth grade to college. And I, I was a junior in college. And wow. just um, just realizing, like, you know, I'm a first gen, but my parents really pushed me. You know, they didn't go to college, but they, they told me, you know, keep going after everything. But then to, to be raising someone that was coming from, you know, not having our, our dad in the picture, mom incarcerated and um and just realizing that there's so many girls out here that don't have like the parents saying keep going you know you mm-hmm. can do it um and I remember her even saying to me like when I get in you know I'll be lucky if I make it you know through high school like that was her aspiration like if I graduate high school that's good enough um and so that started I gave I gave a lot of energy to just raising her and and I remember the 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 pushing point was for me was I was at church one Sunday and and my bishop said you know there was a little girl up at the altar and my bishop said well um, she was there because her friend tried to take her life the night before and was in ICU and 
And he said, I have a spiritual hunch that there's other kids in this in this church that feel the same way, like this this lack of not feeling worthy and shouldn't even be here. And um, yeah, he he made that he made that call, and all these kids came up to the altar, and it was primarily girls. Mm. And um, and I looked to my husband, and I said, "It's time for me to move," um, because that's that's a lot, you wow. know, to see to see girls um, up there that don't feel worthy. Um, for whatever reason, like that, that, you know, that's something that we, we have to, we have to change that, you know, life is, life is a beautiful thing. And, you know, even if you come from certain areas, um, you know, you can do so much and that there is this community of people that care about you. And so, um, and want to see you doing something. So that just was important, um, for me. And that's what caused me to move. I walked away from a full-time career, uh, self-funded for the first year and I tell you my husband boy his wallet sure felt it <laughs> uh, but you know it was it was worth it I had people say would you do it yeah I will I just yeah. I knew it was what I needed to do and you know look five years later from you know six girls to 250 and it's just it, it continues to grow wow I am so proud of you I'm over here like tearing up a little bit that is like that's an amazing story. And to hear to get to hear you say it is just so moving. I mean, I think people because I am blessed to have parents who did keep going, you're going to go to college, you're going to do this, but you take it for granted. Everybody doesn't have that. And if you don't have that push, I can't imagine where I would be if I didn't have parents that were pushing me. I mean, mm -hmm. So that's just, you're doing amazing things. Thank and I'm you. so proud to help promote it and be be a part of it and hope to volunteer with, with you guys soon. But um, yeah, so tell us one more time before we close it out, how you can find out about more about Lead Girls and about the Leadathon, the dates for okay, that. Okay, so Lead Girls is easy, www.leadgirls.org. Um, the Leadathon, actually, if you're driving down University, what's that south coming from the south? You see Leadathon up, the banner is there. Um, it will be May 1st through the 8th. And if you go to the website, leadgirls.org, you can click right on Leadathon. It takes you there. Register, sign up, have a team. Let's move for our girls. Um, you know, let's let's continue to just serve girls here in Forsyth County. Awesome. Joy, thank you so much. It is always a pleasure to talk to you. And I hope that y'all will learn more about Lead Girls of NC. And as always, you can find Forsyth Mags. We actually have an article in the April issue, which I have some to give you, um, about Lead Girls and yeah at Forsyth Mags ForsythMags.com read about them there and that is a wrap for today thank you the views and opinions stated on this podcast are solely those of the contributors and not necessarily those of our distributors or hosting companies this podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without expressed written consent of Forsyth Magazines Incorporated Ooh, that's a mouthful <laughs>